What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the, I guess we can call this the finale. I mean, we do have a rankings episode coming up. But this is the finale of this, the, the whole franchise reviews of the Skywalker saga. That and just everything that we've been doing with Star Wars. It's we're wrapping it up here with the ninth episode, episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. I am glad you are joining us wherever you are in the world. I'm Glenn Rodriguez, and always with me is the Sith Lord himself, Mr. Cody Repass. How you doing? Yeah, Palpatine ain't got shit on me. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, he, he he just can't handle the truth. Uh, the old fucker won't die. Uh, but I, I am the true Sith Lord, and I, I I have so much to say on this movie. Uh, I. I have been scouring Twitter. Well, I did. Uh, as soon after, as soon as I got done watching it Thursday night, uh, I hopped on Twitter. I uh, saw everyone, and most of the people that I interact with on Twitter uh, enjoyed the movie, and that makes me super happy because walking out of the theater, I was really uh, divided. I there were some things I really loved and some things I really did not like, uh, and we'll get into all that. But seeing so many people really enjoy it like saying it it's top five top three that makes me so happy because that means the movie resonated with them and meant something to them a lot more than it meant to me but it and that's just star wars that's the fandom some it just like with the last jedi uh some people said it's the worst movie ever made uh especially for a star wars movie which is completely false because unless they just haven't seen attack of the clones uh but (laughs) This movie is exactly the same. It's exactly like The Last Jedi. It is going to have the people that love it. It's going to have the people that hate it. And there's going to be people that just are indifferent on it, that it was there. It was a Star Wars movie. But that's the joy in talking movies. And that's why that's one of my favorite things to do on Twitter anymore until like people start like throwing personal barbs at people. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, they like calling me a shill. It happens. Um I want to say this out front. Um, the, oh, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta say that it's a spoiler warning. We're we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. So uh, this is your fair warning. I uh, that, that's it. I mean, we waited until Sunday to do spoilers, so that, that's it. Now go go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say that, but I also was gonna say that um, the spoil the the leaks of this movie. Uh, this whole movie was leaked two months ago. And I went back and looked at those leaks, 98.9% right, I would say, uh, minus here or there. So I'm still surprised by that, uh, that it was leaked. But um, and looking at all the reaction to the leaks as they were happening two months ago, people uh, already prejudged their... Um, and that's that's the biggest problem is like... I I watch a few uh, YouTubers. I have a, a few critics that I really enjoy watching. Uh, their opinions don't don't si- make me switch sides on a film, whether I like it or not. But I respect their opinion, and of course, they get to watch the movies early. So I always try to watch their uh, spoiler free reviews before I go see whatever movie it is. And the consensus was Rise of Skywalker is bad. And most people don't don't want to hear that before they go in to see a movie because 
that will that will automatically make them go into the movie preparing for it to suck. So you're never going to be able to change those people's mind. And that's the problem with some like new early reviews. Like if you can post a review before the movie comes out, you can persuade some people. If you say the movie's bad, that the movie's bad to them before they even watch it. And I, that's the one thing that I, I dislike about, uh, like being able to review a movie, a movie early. Exactly. I, I, who did I watch before I went? Um, I watched, uh, Chris Stuckman. Yeah. Uh, and he was, he didn't love it. He didn't super hate it. He was kind of indifferent. He didn't like it. I'll put it that way. Jeremy Johns hated it. Uh, and, uh, Sean Chandler, uh, who will be on the channel next weekend. Uh, but he, he was, he put it kind of in the middle, like where, where my, my take was is it it's sort of in the middle. I mean it's it's nowhere near the best, but it's it's nowhere near the worst. Uh but I mean this this episode is gonna run long because there is so much to talk about. I, I'm I'm just I'm excited that this Star Wars movie come out and we got to experience a a true trilogy not a prequel trilogy I, I in my lifetime i got to experience a real trilogy with new writing whether it be good or bad jj abrams ryan johnson whoever's whoever's camp you're on more uh jj abrams should have directed the whole trilogy that's just my opinion but it, it's it's so awesome as a star wars fan i know nobody can agree on anything being star wars fans but Everyone needs to just take a step back and enjoy the fact that we were lucky enough to be given a trilogy that that we got to grow up with. Like it, the original trilogy, I they all come out before I was born. I got to live the prequel trilogy, but you already knew the outcome. It, it doesn't change anything. This was our trilogy, and sadly, uh, it got kind of crapped on because I. Uh, that's just social media and the society as it is now. Agreed. Um, this is how I haven't even started talking about the movie. <laughs> this is how I'm going to start off with my uh, uh, assessment of this film. Um, there was no clear game plan for any of these mm -hmm. movies. Not at all. Um, and, not and even that, with Force Awakens. I feel like no no one got together and like, hey, this is what we're all going to do. This is how I kind of want the story to go. And just have like, and Star Wars is known to have a really good story uh, story team with Dave uh, Filoni, who was actually the, the like right-hand man of George Lucas, or was. He's still part of the team, obviously, because he's the one that is working with uh, John Favreau over... Um, over at the Mandalorian show, which obviously is awesome. And we are behind on that, but Star Wars, the, the saga has taken over the channel. We'll, we'll get caught up on the Mandalorian. Don't worry. And, um, I just feel like that, that started off this new trilogy off on the bad foot and it never could recover. I love off. I, I liked the force awakens. I loved the last Jedi. I like the Rise of Skywalker, 
but I got issues with it. Obviously, I have issues with all the movies, and even yeah. episodes four through uh, through um, uh, six, they're not perfect movies. You know, they're every movie has flaws. I mean, it's it's art, you know, and it's all up in the critique. Um, and it's subjective. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. Uh, exactly what you said. They they Disney did not have a game plan for this trilogy like George Lucas always did. When when Lucas made the prequel trilogy, yeah, it, it was bad. A lot of it was bad. The dialogue was awful. Uh, but there was a plan in place for the trilogy. Disney gave too much creative freedom to whoever walked in the room. Yep. Yeah, yes, J.J. Abrams did a fine job with... Uh, Force Awakens. I really enjoyed it. I thought the action was great. I thought the new characters were great. I thought the nostalgia uh, acts, bringing in old characters, having them interact with new characters was great. Uh, The deal is, if you're going to make a new trilogy, you have to have the same director. You can't let J.J. Abrams make The Force Awakens and put all these stories in place and then give the second movie to someone else and give him creative freedom to do whatever he wants. And then, all right, JJ, you can come back for the the finale, but now you have to go off of the movie that uh, Ryan Johnson did. And I'm taking nothing away from Ryan Johnson. I love that man. Uh, Knives Out is one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, he's a fantastic director, but he should not have been anywhere near this trilogy. It should have been JJ Abrams all the way through. I just I disagree with that. I, I think um having different directors is fine. I mean, there was three different directors for the original trilogy. Um I think what we both agree on, I think, is just a cohesive story that we're able to, you know, before anyone starts writing, this is where we all want this to go. Yep. Then go At off and do that. your thing, you know? Yep. And and maybe that's what I should have said is you can have different directors for every film. That That's perfectly fine. But you have to have a plan in place where you, you they have to stick to something. Because what J.J. Abrams did in Force Awakens, Ryan Johnson undid and did his own thing in The Last Jedi. And then you could tell in Rise of Skywalker, Disney listened to a lot of fan backlash or they didn't like The Last Jedi because they spent the first hour on Rise of Skywalker trying to undo a lot of the stuff that happened in The Last Jedi and trying to cram their uh, their storyline along for Rise of Skywalker. That's why the first half of this movie is so messy and choppy for me. I, I did not enjoy it, uh, but... The biggest deal is J.J. Abrams at the end of Force Awakens. The the feeling that I get is when Ray is holding out the lightsaber to Luke Skywalker at the end of Force Awakens, and it cuts to the credit, and then you pick it up uh, with Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi. That was like J.J. Abrams handing him the baton. He had set up all these storylines, and Ryan Johnson metaphorically let Luke Skywalker throw that baton over his shoulder and said, I'm doing my own thing because we have no idea what we're doing. We're just letting a, we're letting whoever do whatever and whoever comes along next gets to figure it out. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, well, I personally like that storyline with him throwing the thing over his head. Um, oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. But I, that that was just like the the more after watching Rise of Skywalker, I have a lot more issues with The Last Jedi and I have some issues with The Force Awakens. This movie, it clouded my judgment on the previous two films because of the actions and what everything that happened in this movie. And I mean, we're going to be all over the place talking about this movie going from the start to the end to the middle to whatever. So just join along for the ride. But there's so much stuff that it kind of erases like huge points of other movies with the force awakens. Uh, JJ spent so much time with Finn. I, uh, and then in The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson pushes him to the side and lets him have this weird romance with Rose, and they send him to uh, the casino planet. That that scene is so bad. Uh, and then in Rise of Skywalker, he's Force-sensitive, uh, maybe, perhaps, but you, you look at it now, and J.J. was trying to set it up in Force Awakens. If you watched our or watched, if you listened to our review, that was one of my negatives is I didn't like that Finn held his own against Kylo Ren in the lightsaber battle. Now it makes sense. He's force sensitive, so he can hold his own with a lightsaber. I just I, I didn't like that we didn't have a cohesive story from The Force Awakens to Rise of Skywalker. They they just did way too much stuff for my liking. Okay, um, so with my issues, I'm going to start with my issues first because I could talk all day about how amazing a yeah, lot we of better. We better just get into the movie now. <laughs> so I had problems with certain reveals, um, especially the spy. That was the biggest issue I had in the first act of the movie into the second is because there was just no build up to it whatsoever it was mentioned once or twice, but at the same time, you have to do more with that. That's a big part of the movie. And I felt like it didn't even need to be there. And then especially the dialogue when it happens, it's just Daniel Gleason going, I'm the spy. I, I, this is like a running joke now with me and my friends. I'll just tweet that out or or text that to my friends. I'm like, I'm the spy. And they're like, I knew it. I'm like, this is just horseshit dialogue. And I, this is just nitpicking because I do like the movie, but I'm just saying that's just not really good storytelling. It felt really rushed and it felt unnecessary. It didn't need to be a spy. They could have figured it out somehow, some other way. Yep. And that that's one of my issues as well. Uh, Hux's character, uh, you see so much of him in the force awakens. And then in the last Jedi, he's kind of bitch slapped around by Kylo Ren. So they have nothing for him. Nobody fears him in rise of Skywalker. So what do you do? Oh, we'll bring in uh, a new Lieutenant, uh, someone who worked with Palpatine before, uh, and Hux is a spy, whatever he he's useless now. So I, that's, that's one thing I, I agree with you. I, I wasn't a fan of, uh, for me, Palpatine's return wasn't good. I, I, I love Ian McDermott. I loved Palpatine. 
but it, it kind of cheapens uh, Return of the Jedi with, with with this return, in my opinion, uh, and the Anakin Skywalker arc or Darth Vader's arc uh, at the end of Return of the Jedi. I just I I don't know how to put this without sounding like I'm just nitpicking every little thing. I uh, I believe that J.J. Abrams wanted Snoke to be the main villain of the trilogy and Ryan Johnson killed Snoke and Palpatine was brought in. And I, I don't I don't think J.J. Abrams knew what to do with Palpatine. And that's why I think he was mostly useless in this movie. He's he's not totally useless. The the final battle uh is awesome. I, I love that. I just I don't think he belonged in the movie. Um, I did read somewhere that J.J. wanted Palpatine from the beginning, but they didn't know how to bring him back in. And this was actually, if you think about it, a very well, on paper, a great way to bring him back in. My issue with it, I love Palpatine and everything in this movie. I just didn't like the way they introduced him. I think they should have left that in the middle of the movie, kind of build up to that. Um, Obviously... He knows how to cheat death. And that's because I'm a huge fan of the character and love Return or Revenge of the Sith, where he explains how he knows how to cheat death. Um, And he also even alludes to a line from Revenge of the Sith, where he talks about uh, the the Sith, the pathways to things that people might think are a little unnecessary or weird or something like that. He says something to that effect. I forget what the exact line is. Unnatural. Unnatural. And... I think that is a good way to explain it if you're a hardcore, like hardcore fan, I guess. And like, I think they could have explained a lot better, but that's really was enough for me to like be like, okay, he, that's how he did it. I mean, when I when we first heard his laugh at the end of the first teaser trailer, I was like, that motherfucker used Plagueis's trick to to bring himself back. So, I mean, I get why, and I totally understand why people dislike his involvement in this movie altogether but that's how i justified it in my head after i've seen this movie three times now so i'm a little <laughs> unnecessarily like i've i know this movie and like i've accepted a lot of things but um i do believe his uh his involvement should have been pushed into the middle somehow maybe have kylo keep searching for those wayfinders but they just rushed it so much such a whirlwind man and uh I hated the uh, the scroll to start the movie. The dead speak. I hated that. I, I just I, I think if you're gonna bring Palpatine back, I think having him like having some characters see him and then they go and they're like Palpatine's alive and people are like, yeah you're whatever you're nuts. <laughs> no, he's not. He's been dead for decades and. Have him come back that way, but the I, I just didn't like the the scroll text that we always get, and I, I I didn't like the whole the dead speak. It's funny too because there was this big Fortnite event thing, um, where they did yeah. this whole thing, and at the end of it, um, at the end of this whole event, the Falcon flies away. J.J. Abrams gets into the Falcon, flies away. They show the scene, blah blah blah. There's a broadcast to the Fortnite map and it's palpatine saying he's taking revenge they they put that in the game they didn't put it in the movie 
And when I yeah. saw that scroll, that's instantly what I thought of because I remember watching that event because I used to play Fortnite a lot. I don't play it anymore, but I used to play it a lot when it first came out. And knowing that they did a Star Wars thing, I wanted to see what they were doing because that's pretty that's pretty damn cool. Um, and I'm just like, wow, well, that's uh, that's interesting that they put that in there and then put it in the movie. But uh, other than that, I, I'll talk about why I like Palpatine a little bit later when we talk about our likes. But uh, what else didn't you like about this? So everyone knows how much I love the character of Rey. Uh, I, I I I love Daisy Ridley. I think she's been fantastic as as Ray in this trilogy. Uh, she's OP as hell in this movie. She she is like wildly OP, like stronger than any Jedi ever. And she's one of the few in the trilogy. She never took damage. She never got scuffed. Never got scratched. Never lost a limb like most Jedi's, which that that's fine. Not not every Jedi has to lose a hand or whatever. But for her to never take damage for someone that I I, I don't know. I just I, I I didn't like that. I think her first interaction with Kylo Ren maybe have her uh get marred up a little bit or something. They gave her so much in this movie. She she's a super Jedi. From the beginning, not even not even towards the middle or towards the end. She's a super Jedi. You immediately see her uh, force heal the snake creature or whatever you want to say. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yep, that's coming back later on in the movie. That's that's not just a one of to save uh, some animal. Uh, I And how did she learn that? Uh, Luke couldn't do that. So who, who taught her that? But that that's one of my issues. I I think they made her a little too strong. And on the flip side of that, she is a Palpatine shocker. I but maybe that's how she's so powerful because in the Last Jedi, when Luke's training her, she immediately goes to the dark side. Like that's that's the first thing that he says is you you went to the dark side immediately. And that's a huge red flag for him. But maybe that's why she's got powers from the dark side and powers uh, from the Jedi. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I just I thought she was incredibly too overpowered in this movie, especially at the end. Like, And I believe what I'm trying to tell myself where I don't think she's just like a god Jedi is when Palpatine tells her, I am all the Siths and you're all the Jedi and she hears all the voices. That's all of them channeling their powers into her. That That's the only way that can explain how she's able to defeat Palpatine. Uh, especially uh, you, you get to hear all the cameos. You get Liam Neeson, Samuel L. Jackson, Hayden Christensen, uh Ewan McGregor, you hear them all. Ashoka Tano. Uh, oh my God, I was so in canon yes. from Rebels. I just, I cried. I literally cried. I've been dying yeah. for at least Ashoka to be in a real movie or like a TV series, like a, a live action, because that character is amazing. Is one of the best Jedi ever. And when I heard her voice, I cried. But that has to have been like them channeling their powers and sending them to her so she could fight Palpatine. Uh, that's the only way because... I mean, she's able to force stop lightning uh, and channel it and use it against Palpatine. 
like only Mace Windu was able to do. Uh, so obviously he channeled his powers and gave them to her. I don't know uh, that I'm just trying to make sense of that, like how that worked out, because if she's just that strong, like, holy shit, that that that's way, way overpowered. You're saying uh, Anakin Skywalker isn't the chosen one. Ray Palpatine is. I, because I still think uh, Anakin is still the chosen one. I think they're they definitely. Um, they definitely gave her the OP power because she's a Palpatine. And it makes starts to make sense when you think about it the way you talk about it. And that's the way I was thinking about it, too. I'm just like, these things are coming to her naturally. She's just badass. She's strong in both sides yeah. of the Force. Yeah. And, um, and the reason why I still think Anakin is still the Chosen One is because his arc to be the Chosen One to bring balance to the Force happened. Obviously, nothing lasts forever. You know, people can turn evil in a, a, a millisecond. You know what I mean? Um, all it takes is the right situations, and and you know, and since Palpatine cheated death, he's like, I'm coming back, bitch. You know, this is this is my world now. Um, so I have one more negative, and then we can talk about all the positives I, because I do have a lot. I know people. If they're still listening, we're 25 minutes in. They probably think I hate this movie, but we wanted to start with the negatives first. We always talk positives first. Uh, I didn't like the kiss. I'm sorry. I I didn't like it, especially uh, with the aftermath that Ben just dies. I wasn't a fan. If you're going to have him kiss, uh, let both of them live and go on. And I did not like the Ray Skywalker moment at the end of the movie. That's it. Now I'm, I'm ready to talk positives. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a couple more negatives for you too. And then okay. we'll, we'll talk positives. Um, everything, the little bits and pieces of the shots that they took at last Jedi pissed me off. Um, also, I'll, I'll just name them two because they go hand in hand. Um, Mark Hamill's performance, Blue. I thought he phoned the shit in and he looked terrible. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, crucify me all you want, guys. I think he just was up, fed up with it. Um, his delivery of this web Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. And what are you doing here? Or what are you? Yeah, what are you doing? Like, it, it was just delivered so it was as bad as anything in Attack of the Clones to me. And I hate to say that because it's Mark Hamill, one of the greats. Um, and, you know, just everything they, like, like I said, uh, everything they did to kind of erase The Last Jedi, I hate that they did that. Like, they gave Rose nothing. Like, I hate that she was just put this to this, like, secondary character, you know? Um, it drove me nuts, to be honest. And, uh Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Let's get to the let's get to the positives because yeah, it's I, enough, I've talked bad about this movie long long, long enough. It, it is time to talk the positives. I'm gonna let you go first because I've like taken over this review. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I love that they're the the three main people that we love so much. Uh, Poe, Finn, and Ray got to be together and their chemistry rules like it's it's incredible how much chemistry they had and we we missed out on that a lot you know um 
Yeah, I mean, Poe and Ray never met each other until the end of The Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, we got something really cool out of those, like just the chemistry, the the dialogue between all of them. Just they're all three of them are great. And it was just laughs and serious moments and cool things. And just uh, just the, their their adventure was fantastic. And I'm glad that they got to actually do that and be on together on screen because we didn't get all three of the original guys on, you know, trail of people from on screen. But we did with these three and they reminded me of them back when they were younger in uh, A New Hope, how they would bicker at each other and and just, you know, be allies. And it was it was fantastic. Well, everyone knows or well, everyone that knows me should know where I'm going with my first positive. It's Han fucking solo. And that that's it. I I almost jumped out of my seat when I heard his voice. And it wasn't CGI. I don't know how much money they paid the man. It was worth it. Dude can retire now, I bet. Uh, but whatever they paid him, it was worth it for that moment because it was only for possibly a minute, maybe a minute and a half. But the conversation he got to have with Ben after Ben had made the choice when uh, Kylo Ren and Ray were fighting on... Uh, the platform by the water and Leia's dying wish, or I don't even know if you would call it a dying wish. Uh, she called out to Ben using the force and it, it startled him. And then Ray killed him or attempted to kill him and force healed him back to life, whatever. Uh, after she brings him back, she runs off. And that moment that Han Solo got to have, with his son, his his son was back, and it felt like the Force Awakens, but it was reversed. It felt like they were rehashing that conversation uh, on the bridge from Force Awakens, where Kylo Ren wanted to drop all the darkness and wanted to return, but he didn't know if he could. And it was it was such a good like father son moment, and. It was so great seeing Han Solo back on screen and what he got to say when Ben said, I don't know if I'm strong enough. And Han told him you are. And you could tell that Ben wanted to tell him like, dad, I'm sorry. I love you. And Han looks at him and says, I know. And it was, it was a cool nod to empire strikes back just because of course that means I love you too. Uh, for those that don't know, I mean, obviously you should know that line, but that was, that was the peak moment of this movie for me. I, uh, Han Solo is my favorite character of, of the star Wars franchise. So I uh, seeing good old Harrison Ford back on the screen was, was nice. No. Yeah. I popped hard for that too. I, I thought that was great. And you, you nailed it though. Um, you know, dad, dad like choked up. Uh, my girlfriend loves Kylo Ren, big Adam Driver fan. She cried throughout the whole movie. But um, <laughs> another uh, great, happy, loving moment for me um, was I just want to talk about the voices. I mean, we touched a, a bit about it. Um, what I like an appearance by Anakin a lot more than what we got. Yeah, of course. I was that was one of my hopes was to get a cameo from Anakin Skywalker. We did. And it was good enough. I, I you know as a fan, I would love to see, you know, Hayden back 
back in it. Maybe we will see him in like in a flashback sequence in the Obi Wan uh, um, series. But hearing those voices, man, all of them, Yoda, um, Qui Gon, Anakin. Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Kanan, and there was uh, one and two other people. Um, and obviously, uh, Alec Guinness is Ray when he he, he says Ray from The Force Awakens and that like flashback scene. They used it again and they were able to like get that in there. And um, it, it was just so, so perfect, man. The music was great in that scene too. And I cried like I was everything that I wanted in, in in some kind of cameo with all my favorite characters from the prequels and and the cartoons. You know what I mean? Like all wrapped in one. And I did read the interview when JJ said, you know, someone has said, you know, my favorite character is Ahsoka, and and JJ goes, Ahsoka, you should pay attention in the movie. Then I remember reading that and flipping out, like, is she going to be in a cameo? Is she going to be in the background? Is she going to? Because the ship that they all rode in Rebels was in that big ending with all the, you know, the end game of ships from Star Wars was there. Um, yeah, I flipped out, man. I was, I just, I remember sitting there watching it and my girlfriend looking at me and just seeing my eyes light up. I'm like, I like turned my head just to kind of like point my ear to the, to the screen. And I'm just like tearing up and going crazy. It was awesome. <laughs> and I, I, I love what they did with, uh, with Leia, with, with Carrie Fisher's unfortunate passing. Uh, they didn't want to kill her character off in Last Jedi as a, token of respect since she passed before the movie come out. Uh, I thought what they did with her character with the limited audio and files and everything that they had, I thought it was done perfect. And, and the way she dies was the perfect way for her character to go out trying to save her son and bring him back from the darkness. She would, she was a fighter. She, she believed till the end. And that's what they did with their character. And I, I just thought it was really, really well done. Agreed, man. I was so surprised how well they did it. I mean, I knew they were going to do some something cool, something respective, but they, they did really, really, really cool. Um, who, what else can I say? About, uh, Wedge and Tilly's cameo for three seconds was awesome. I, that's all I needed from him. Uh, all the ships showing up. The whole, the, Just the whole like last battle with... With uh, Palpatine, you know, becoming himself again, I marked out because, you know, I me. Mean, everyone knows if you if you listen to any of our shows talking about Star Wars, I, Palpatine is your hero. She is my You're boy. The Do It Man <laughs> is back, man, and I was so pumped. And I just, uh, I, I also love the whole idea that he created Snoke. I, I love that. And you called that. I, you called I was that. Total one hundred percent. Total guess. I. I I, I think I called that and I called uh, Ray was a Palpatine and I and I, yep. and I singular moment for me when I figured that out in my head and thought that was my that's my go to theory by the end of this whole thing. We're going to find that that's what she is. It's the way she fought with her with the lightsaber in Force Awakens, the the stabbing motion. And then she did that little that little uh, that little twirl that um, she does in when he gets called out by um uh, Mace Windu, and he goes, "I'm the Senate, and I'm the, the the greatest meme ever." And just freaked out when that was. And I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, "I told you." I, I was so happy that I was that I was right that I uh, became selfish at that moment. But um, I I just love the whole idea that you know Palpatine was the 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 the, 
the, the puppet master from the beginning. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he's the guy, you know, and uh, I know a lot of people don't like it and, you know, want it to be Snoke. And, you know, Snoke would have been cool, but I don't think there was not much there to go with anyway, um, even if they would have kept going. Um, and just we're going to find out more about Snoke, too, like how he was able to manipulate Kylo or Ben, whatever you want to call him, um, in the rise of uh uh, Kyler Ren comic books that came out this past week and um, you can go pick that up now it's sold out pretty much everywhere the first issue I went I went two days after it came out and it was gone so I have it on pre-order so I can read it and you can only get it in the comic book store so um, if you're a big Star Wars fan and want to know more about these characters and like the lore and you just gotta read and and I know reading is not a cool thing anymore but do it because there's a lot of good stuff out there that will that will appease you and um, get you the whole picture of things that are going on. Yeah. And I have to mention uh, C-3PO's arc. This is the most screen time C-3PO has ever been given. And he was great. He was hilarious. It really was. He was the comedic relief of this movie. He was great in every scene. He stole every scene he was in. And he got a full character arc throughout the movie, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, another thing, like like you said, the final battle uh, was amazing. But the the entire movie, uh, for as much as I didn't care for the first hour, the whole movie is visually amazing. It looks beautiful. Like where where whatever planet they're on, uh, wherever they're at, whether they. They're at a. They're in the desert. Uh, they're in by the ocean or whatever you want to call it. Uh, or Palpatine's lair. Uh, it is all just stunning to look at. I can't agree with you more, man. The cinematography was beautiful. Um, the the like the desert scene, yeah, but beautiful. Just the shots at the end of all the the end game of ships. I'm gonna call it that. I'm gonna brand it that. Um was fantastic um all i know is that this movie needed a lot more uh claude i mean i'm a claude <laughs> guy so i saw that there was a picture of him a while back and i was like wondering what that character was going to be and we got it and he was only in it for three seconds and <laughs> that should have been my negative i wanted to troll everyone like i'm rating this movie zero out of five stars because not enough claude but we do need a side story with with uh Boba Freak is that his name? The little little droid uh, blacksmith guy. He Boba Freck. Boba Freck. Oh my god, <laughs> his voice was so crazy and just he was funny <laughs> and like he was charming. It was really cool. Um, and Star Wars always nails new characters like that. Yeah, they always introduce new characters. Uh, you get the uh, girl that Zora Bliss. Uh, yeah, that had a uh, connection with Poe. Uh, you you get uh, little uh, Boba. Uh, they they just do such a good job with with new side characters in every movie. It's not it's not just this this one. Agreed. Uh, anything else, man? I I really liked uh, Ben Solo's full arc for the trilogy. You could tell they were going to follow the Darth Vader path. Uh, but I think they nailed this so well. If you're going to follow that formula of uh dark side, turning back to the light 
uh, the final film, it they did it the best that they could in this movie. Ben Solo was awesome when Kylo Ren died and Ben Solo returned. Everything he did, and I have to give credit to Adam Driver. He's amazing. Everything Adam Driver did for the rest of the film was great. Besides the kiss. I, I can't get behind the kiss. And I, I may get crucified for saying this. I I, I think I, I think Ben should have lived. He killed Han Solo. You can't come back from that. I mean, if Anakin, know, if Anakin, if Anakin did what he did and had to die, Kylo should have died. And I'm glad he did. Only because I'm okay with it. I just I didn't like the whole and it was really cool to see him pay back Ray because Ray saved his life. So Kylo saved her life, brought her back from the dead. I I just I I wish he didn't have to die, but I understand why he did. Yeah, I hear you. I I was all right with the kiss. It didn't bother me. It kind of felt like a thank you kind of kiss. Oh, it, it was forced. <laughs> no, no, man, that's love. That was that was forced as all well, hell. No, they there was definitely some tension there in the Last Jedi. So I guess you can justify it by that. Um, and also um, watching it, you know, as many times as I've had so far, uh, I don't mind the whole. Um, uh, I'm Ray Skywalker thing. Who's who wants to be remembered as a Palpatine besides me? To be honest, <laughs> I I think I think she should have just said I'm Ray. Yeah, I think it was a nice uh, little I, tribute to kind of live on the legacy. It, it is, but the the Skywalker saga is not over. Then it is. If she's a Skywalker now, it is. She's not an official Skywalker. the The story of Luke Skywalker is now finished. Yeah, I, I understand. I was just kidding, but that that's that's one thing. Like people could take away from it. Like, well, shit. Now she's a Skywalker, so I guess we're we're keeping we're just gonna truck along. But give it thirty. Give it thirty uh, years. We'll we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, they'll be they'll be all about it. I am excited to see what they do next. I uh, I am not going to get a divorce from Star Wars, uh, like like some people uh, are saying they are going to do. I uh, I enjoyed the movie. Like I said, the first hour of this movie I hated. I did not enjoy it at all. Uh, this movie was treading down Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clone level of shit stain. And then it clicked and the second act started or the second half of this movie started. And it was amazing. So with that being said, I'm giving it a 3.5 out of five and our full ranking of the sky or the, not the Skywalker saga of the star Wars franchise will be out one day later this week. We're, we're going to give it to the patrons first, but it'll probably be out after Christmas just because we've got, uh, a Christmas special coming on Christmas Day. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it's good. It's def- if you're a Star Wars fan, definitely go see it if you haven't already. Uh, I, I enjoyed it for, for what it was. And for and after that first hour, I'm, I'm surprised to be sitting here telling you guys that I really enjoyed it. There you go. Um, I had my issues with it. Obviously, we talked about them. Um, but this is a Star Wars a Star Wars movie as it gets. It's got all the entertainment as a Star Wars movie. Um, if you're getting a divorce from Star Wars, I feel really bad for you because you take things way too seriously. <laughs> There's more serious things in life to take seriously than this. So with that being said, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. I didn't love it. 
I liked it um, a lot. Um, I love The Last Jedi. I just like this a lot. It's it's in the friend zone for me, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. So 3.5 out of 5, same as Cody. We, uh, we, we had a lot of agreements, a lot of disagreements, but that's the love of this. But um, that is it for the Skywalker saga. I'm looking forward to the future, too. I mean, books, comics, cartoons, Disney Plus series. Disney Plus, whatever, uh, anything. The next trilogy that Ryan Johnson's doing, which I'm, I hope it's uh, Old Republic. Um, that would, I think that would be perfect for him. Um, especially if he's doing all three is does that they're saying they're giving him the trilogy at least to write um which i'm pumped about so uh yeah man that's it for us would you got anything to tell the tell the good peoples so obviously i just i uh, said we've got a christmas special coming out on christmas day uh really excited about it we're we're not going to talk one specific christmas movie uh we're going to rank our top 5 christmas movies and just be jolly people and tell everyone what we're thankful for, for the holiday season. Uh, then of course, to end the year, we're bringing on a couple special guests, uh, to do a year end special, uh, that will drop on Monday, December 30th, right before the end of the year. Uh, a couple really, really cool, uh, people in the film industry. Uh, I've, I mentioned Sean Chandler earlier, uh, about watching his reviews. He'll be on, uh, Rosa from Rosa's reviews and Amy Smith. Uh, I just realized, or Amy told me, uh, in a DM the other day when I asked her if she wanted to be in the round table, she said she has never done a podcast. So this is going to be her first podcast and we're going to do it big because, it's going to be a lot of fun. 2019 was a great year for uh, film in general. I, I thought there was a ton of great movies that come out this year. Uh, so I can't talk, wait to talk about it. We're going to talk. Uh, everyone's going to get to talk their, a couple of their favorites, a couple of their surprises, a couple of their disappointments. And we're going to talk about a couple of our most anticipated films of 2020. And I can't wait to talk about that because... You know what's coming out in 2020, right? Halloween Kills. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That, the new Halloween movie. Yeah. <laughs> you got something in your throat, man. You're going to have to fix that. <sighs> but yeah, that, that that's all I have. I mean, we're, we're pushing like 50 minutes on this review. Uh, but since we didn't come out with a spoiler-free review, uh, we expected this one to be a little bit longer. Uh, we got a little off track to start the review, but oh well. I mean, it's Star Wars. Yeah. And it's us. I mean, we're going to get off track. So, you know where to follow us on Twitter or everything. If you're if you've been listening to these the the entire Star Wars saga that we've done, I am exhausted. I it's been a whirlwind of a past two weeks. Uh, let us know what you think after you've listened to this review. Hop on Twitter and uh, and tell us like, did you love the Rise of Skywalker or are you in the middle or did you hate it? I, I haven't seen really anyone that I know say they really didn't like it. So I, I'm anxious to see what made the movie great uh, for you guys. So just let us know. The only people I saw that hated it, um, some of my favorite YouTubers, I think they um, they just never gave themselves a chance to like any of the movies anyway. Yeah. So um, it's all right. Because um, a lot of people who didn't like The Last Jedi, I love this movie, Drum Dums included. So... I was happy to see that he liked it and Dave McRae liked it and all that good stuff. Um, I'm anxious to see what the Wham guys think because they didn't like Last Jedi either, which is so surprising because they're 
there are some, some gritty dudes over there. But um, but yeah, that's it for us. I'm Glenn Rodriguez. And I'm Cody Reed. You've been listening to the RR Pot of Film Star Wars <laughs> Review of Thon. I was gonna say 2019, but that's it. Until the next movie's it come is out. It's complete. <laughs> it is over. Uh, we have we have reached the end. And that is it for us. May the force be with you guys.